0: This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to How Gen Y Buy. Each week, we speak to everyday Australians to discover the unique ways in which they are entering the property market. Learn how Gen Y are beating the odds and getting their foot on the property ladder with your host, Nathan Smith, the Managing Director and Mortgage Broker at Birdie Wealth. Welcome back to another episode of How Gem Why Buy. Today, we have uh, no guests. We don't have a guest today. Today, I thought that I would start to answer some of these questions that I've been asking to the guests over the last few months and let you know a little bit about my property journey, where I've gone, what I've done, and how I've ended up uh, as a broker as well. So... Maybe I'll give you a bit of an insight on who the person is who's been asking these questions over the past few months, and I feel that if I've uh, asked everybody else to put their hand up and share their story, perhaps it's time that I share mine. For those who don't know, my name's Nathan Smith, and uh, I bought my very first property when I was 20 years old, along with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And uh, I guess the first question that I ask to every guest that I'll answer as well is why did I decide to buy property? So the reason why I bought this very first property was quite simple. At the time, uh, my girlfriend and I were both 20 years old. We were living at home with mum and dad, and we'd had enough of that. It was time for us to get our own space and uh, get our own place and, and get out from the family home, and we started to have a look at the rental market. So we went around and we had a look around the Sutherland Shire where we were living. We had a look at what properties were available out there, Uh, what we could get, and uh, it became very clear at the time that the rental market was really, really competitive. There was, any time a property was up and listed, ready to go, there seemed to be about 10 applications, and at that particular stage, we were two 20-year-olds. My girlfriend was studying at the time, and I had a job. We had no previous rental experience, and our application just wasn't getting a look in, So the real reason that we decided to look into buying our own property was out of necessity, to be honest. We couldn't get a rental property. So we said, well, I wonder how far we are off actually buying a property to actually live in. Our first step, we had absolutely no idea how to buy a property. We didn't know where to look, what we should be looking for and how to do it. So the first step was to speak to a mortgage broker. Uh, At that particular time, I was working in asset finance looking at motor vehicles but I wasn't involved in property finance at all so naturally I spoke to my parents and I said what should I be doing where should I be going and we ended up meeting with my parents mortgage broker so I met with him and I said this is our situation this is where we're up to and he said you don't have enough savings you can't buy property go away and save this money and come back. So having that first meeting, while we weren't in a position to actually buy a property, really gave us some clarity about what our goal is and what we needed to do. Obviously wanting to get out of home as soon as possible, that goal and focus on savings became really strong and strict. So at 20 years old, we were no longer going out. We weren't going to be going out for dinners, going down to the pub, we were going to save as much money as we can and try and get to that target as quickly as possible. So we had a clear focus on exactly what we wanted to do. So for the next eight to 10 months, we put our heads down and saved as much money as we could. We were really uh, had a quite a strict budget. There was no extra expenses going on top because we wanted every dollar to go towards saving that, uh, that money for our deposit for a property. Once we got it, it was simply a matter of just heading back to the mortgage broker and saying, look, we've hit our target. We've got what I want. What does this actually buy us out there in the market? The deposit uh, we had was enough to purchase us a property around about the 300000 mark. Now, for us, that certainly didn't get us an ideal property, didn't get us that dream home. It got us something that would be a start for us and something we could uh, use as a stepping stone to eventually buy the property that we wanted. At the particular time, anything on the beachside suburbs of Cronulla, Woolaware was already out of our price range. Back in 2007, they were only going for about 350000 for a two-bedroom unit. Crazy looking back now 10 years ago that you could buy for that price. But at that particular time, for us, it was just too much money. We simply couldn't afford a property at 350000 So we made the decision to uh, look around some other suburbs. We were looking around Kiriwee's. Uh, Guy Mere was already out of our price range, and um, Sutherland, we were looking around as well. We ended up finding a, a great little property in Sutherland uh, that ended up being our home for four years and picked it up for 300000 which was right on the limit of our borrowing capacity. Uh, I remember at that particular stage when we went back and spoke to the mortgage broker and said, Look, we found one, we've put our offer in, it's all accepted. He said, What have you paid for it? He said, 300,000. He said, wow, it's just going to be able to get this to work. So he, uh, readed the numbers, was able to get it to work, and, uh, and that ended up being our home for the next four years. Both my wife and I are very goal orientated and, and driven people. And so, uh, having been in that home for four years, we were now looking at what the next step was. In between buying that property, we'd now, uh, now gotten married. And we were looking at where the family might go and what we would need. So the the natural step for us was just saying, well, can we get a house? Is it possible to get a house? And how do we go about doing it? So that particular stage, we are 24 years old. And we've said, is it possible to now upgrade to a house? Uh, once again, the price point that we had was at the absolute bottom of where the houses were selling around the Sutherland Shire. So again, it wasn't the dream home. I remember we spent a very long time going to open houses and seeing what our money actually got us. It was scary. It was scary what we would get for our money, and uh, it wasn't a lot for what you get for our money, which I guess is the same story that people are saying now. Back then, most houses were around about the seven hundred and fifty to 800000 mark. We were coming in with a budget in the low sixes, so we were right down the bottom end, And uh, some of the stuff selling was just crazy. It was almost unlivable. So we really were looking through a number of different properties to try and find something and ended up finding something around about uh, after about six months of searching that finally ticked a lot of the criteria we were after. Uh, It wasn't massive, the criteria. We just wanted something that was going to suit us over the next kind of 10 to 20 year period. We weren't after something that we have to flip quite quickly. Uh, for anybody who knows me, they know I'm far better at organising home loans than I am at uh, any handiwork or handyman work. So it couldn't be anything that needed significant or serious renovations without the help of a professional. There's no, uh, no DIY jobs at my house. It's all uh, other tradesmen and friends helping out in that department. So we did find something. Uh, we had a bit of money left over having sold our units simultaneously as at the time we purchased the house, so we had a little bit of money left over. And we used that really just to do some cosmetic renovations to the property. So changing some floorboards, giving it a coat of paint, changing some old light fittings and blinds. And uh, it was really surprising what those small amount of renovations actually did to the property itself. Uh, After buying the house, we were really happy. We were quite content there and uh, settled in. The, uh, the time had come to now start to build the family, so we were looking at children and, and having kids over that period of time. We have had two children in that period of time with the third one on the way uh, due any month now, and, uh, and we've all stayed and settled into that family home with some uh, renovations coming up this year. So that's kind of how I got established in property, settled into it. Looking back over the last 10 years from when I bought a property to now, the same problems that people had, back in 2007 are identical to the problems that people are having now. Uh, back in 2007, prices were, were high or what we thought were high, um, exactly the same as now. There was, it was difficulty to find property and get into the market. Certainly, that first purchase is still the most difficult purchase. Getting a foot in the door and getting a piece of property yourself is by far the hardest step in the journey. Uh, The media was talking about the exact same things now. They were talking about Sydney was a bubble and things are booming and and it's about to pop and property prices could potentially drop. It was exactly the same story then. Buying units for 300,000 people, talking about the fact that they were overpriced and that they're not sustainable and those prices will drop and uh, property prices up around 750000 was crazy. People could not believe the fact that you pay three quarters of a million dollars for a house uh, and looking back now, I guess people would be jumping at the opportunity to get in at those prices. So the same sort of stories uh, were being talked about then as they are now. What did I find confusing about the process as I was doing it? It's really funny as a broker when I go and sit back on the other side and, and buy a property. Having bought the house uh, back in 2011 and, and also buying an investment property uh, a little bit more recently, in 2014 we bought a unit down in Melbourne. What do I find confusing about the property? I think for me it's just a reminder about how uh, stressful that process is and how much is going on during the process of buying a property. Uh, when I sit back on the other side of the fence, I realise there are those sleepless nights, there are those difficult days where you're suddenly uh, not knowing who to contact and, and wanting to know where the solicitor's up to, and you haven't heard from a real estate agent, or you've been given the wrong piece of information. Yeah, I, it's uh, certainly a really good reminder of exactly how stressful it is, uh, but also it's a reminder of how fantastic it is when you get through the other side. You have that property and uh, and that goal that you've worked towards has been achieved. I know there was plenty of properties we missed out on and, and had our heart set on that haven't come to fruition. But when they finally do, I think that's the reward really is once you get through the other side and you have that property, uh, that's a really big reward for us. Since buying a property back in 2011, uh, we've been lucky enough to, uh, to build some equity in that property quickly and have purchased an investment property down in Melbourne. The decision to do that was uh, through probably 18 months worth of research about where to select and buy a particular property. Again, I was going back through the exact same resources that everybody else has access to. So I was looking at information online. I was looking at professionals within the industry and within real estate who I really trusted who had quite a fair and unbiased Process on why they were looking at certain property. The difficulty with the property market is that it's unregulated. There is no uh, no regulation around what statistics people are giving out and why they're recommending certain properties. So you've really got to be really uh, scrutinising. The motive behind somebody as to why they're giving you information on a certain area. What's in it for them? What are they selling in that area, and how much are they making out of this transaction? Having looked through uh, a number of experts uh, and people that I trust, we ended up selecting a buyer's agent to purchase a property. Uh, so even though, again, I, I sit within that finance and property industry, uh, for me buying a property interstate or even uh, in state, using a buyer's agent for me was mandatory. It was a cost, uh, certainly, and uh, I understand people see that cost with uh, a buyer's agent as an expense, but for me I saw it as almost an insurance policy. So I felt using an expert who understood the area better than I did, who was, uh, sat down and been a part of that uh, suburb and understood the good and the bad streets in it, I just found that based on purchases up Over half a million dollars, I I felt the investment of paying for a buyer's agent was quite minimal. Uh, What they could do is select a property that they may not get necessarily any cheaper than me, but they can certainly avoid some risks that I just might not see. So I might not know which street in that suburb is the good side of the tracks or the bad side of the tracks, what type of tenant would potentially get in that property, what the local shops look like, what's been moving in and out and uh, a better understanding of the history of the area. So using a buyer's agent was a no-brainer for me. Uh, I was quite clear on exactly what property I want and uh, it didn't take the buyer's agent long to find one because uh, I guess we knew exactly what suburb we wanted, the style of property, so as soon as one became available we, we pushed and pounced on it straight away. So yeah, that property's been bought back in 2014 It's just sitting there down in Melbourne. It's set and forget. We have it tenanted out and we just leave it alone. Um, Since 2014, there's been a number of property goals in the last three years, but some haven't come to fruition. So there has been plans to upgrade and do some developing with some friends, do some development sites, uh, also looking at potentially purchasing another investment property. So even within the last 18 months, I've been back out. Uh, looking at properties and going to open house and trying to buy property off market. We have even been doing letterbox drops in certain suburbs, trying to sneak a property off market before the real estate agents get to it to try and get it at a far more reasonable price. And it's been tough. It's been tough being back out there again in a really competitive market. Uh, The sellers at the moment in Sydney certainly have the power still. Uh, They can demand the price, and in uh, strong areas, they're getting those prices and well above it. So it's been tough being back out there again. For those who don't know, I was uh, employed previously, and now I've jumped out into that world of self-employed. So if anybody knows anything about finance, uh, buying property when you're self-employed is uh, is difficult until you can start to show some history of it. I know last episode we spoke with James and... Uh, We were able to do it after six weeks of him being self-employed, but he had a really clean and clear story. So for us at the moment, upgrading, buying property is something that we've uh, popped back on hold again. So we've had to take that step back and and pop the goal back a little bit. And uh, what we're doing is using that time and effort to invest back in uh, the business Birdie Wealth, which I run, and put the money back into that and actually see that business as an investment just like you would any other particular property. So having sat in the property industry now for the last 10 years, seeing the ups and downs both from the buyer's side, but also as a broker, we get to see people uh, who have success and others who don't have success, but there's certainly some commonalities between the ones that do have success. Um, and I just wanted to share a couple of those with you. So there's common traits of people who have been successful in property. The first one is that they're coming to see a broker nice and early. So when they've made a decision that property is something that they want to do, they make that decision to speak to a broker and speak to other professionals, uh, accountants, real estate agents, and solicitors. They get that team around them, and they work out how to actually achieve that goal. So it's all good having the goal of buying a property, but how are you actually going to get there? Who do you need to speak to, and what do you need to have put in place? Uh, I've said to people I'm more than happy to speak to them as soon as they're in a position to want to buy a property, whether that's in six months or whether that's in three years, the earlier that we can catch up and we can talk and set that plan in place, gives you a really clear focus on exactly what you need to do to get there. The other common trait that we see from the clients that come through who are successful in buying property is that determination to continue looking. Buying a first home, like I said at the start of this, is without a doubt the hardest property to buy. You go through so many ups and downs, so many mixed emotions, and uh, quite often never know where to go next and what to do. Buying your first time, particularly if it's something to live in, there is always some kind of emotional attachment to it. So quite often, uh, before you're putting an offer in on a property, you're having to get your heart set on, is this the one we want? Do we see ourselves living here? Is this the style of property that we see ourselves staying in for the next five to seven years? And investing all that emotional energy into the property and then being outbid by somebody is so hard. The common traits I see there with those first-time buyers is the ability to let that one go, jump straight back in and, and look at that next property again. You have no idea how long that journey is going to be. Some people buy a property within one week. Others can take uh, up to seven years like James did. So that stickativity and that ability to continue looking for property is uh, is one that holds true for those people who are successful. I think the last and final trait I've got for you for clients who are successful and what I see as a common trait is the ability to actually pull the trigger and put an offer forward and and proceed with it. Uh, So many times I see clients who are are almost looking for that absolute perfect property. They need to have 100% of it perfect before they can proceed with it. It's very difficult to find and sometimes that Inability to pull the trigger may mean years and years of searching as property prices are increasing around them um, and never actually getting to hit or achieve that goal. So, the the ability to actually find a property which ticks those key criteria and then has some of the other criteria that you're after and able to pull the trigger on it is really important. I think once you get in and you can make that property your own, um, you'll find it is a property that can suit you for that period of time. But you need to be able to pull the trigger. There's no point sitting back and saying, oh, that one's not 100% right. It's only 95% right. If you're doing that, it's going to be a very long journey for you. And that's the difficulty we see with some people is that ability just to to strike when they see the opportunity. They're my main three points that I wanted to get across. So the first thing I wanted to do really was just share my story with you, let you know, a little bit about... Uh, how I've got into the property market and what I've done. I am a Gen Y just like everybody else. Uh, I am the guy normally asking the questions, but perhaps you wanted to know a little bit about my story, uh, who I am and what I've done in the property market, ha- having sitting on the other side of the fence and asking everybody else. But my three key takeaways really are for you. The first one, if you do see property as something you want to get into and you want to buy your first property, get that team around you early on. So speak to a broker, planner, solicitor and accountant, really get that strong team around you who are going to help you buy that property, understand exactly what you need to do to get in a position to do it and start to set a plan in place. The second point I wanted to get across was just have that tenacity to continue to keep going um, regardless of the outcome of each individual property and keep pushing forward. And the third one is, is that when the opportunity is there, make sure you strike, don't sit back and avoid it or find a reason not to. Uh, you need to go in and, and make that uh, decision smart. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of How Gen Y Buy. It's been something a little bit different today. Uh, We'll be back next week with another first home buyer to give you a bit of an understanding of how they got in the market. Catch up then. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.